Welcome to Well Said, a podcast produced by the Well Community Church and hosted by Mary Graham and Tori Mayo. Our desire is to equip you with the knowledge and confidence to apply a biblical perspective to current topics while building and strengthening connections around our church. Join us as we explore how our faith intersects with the world around us. What up, T? Well, well, well. We back. Come on. Back again. Again, episode four. I love it. I love it. It's um, great. Hey, what is this episode titled before we get into anything? So this is very strategically positioned after our Loved to Death series to answer the question, what happens after love, marriage, and sex? That's great. And we're going to leave you wondering for a couple seconds. Because- <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we got another icebreaker that we need to do, but you're going to be... Way happier about this one. I'm actually, I looked at it and I'm already more okay, excited yes. about this. So, so super creative. Not to disrespect any other icebreakers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Still, please <laughs> put them in. Go to the wellawesome.com slash podcast. Click submit an icebreaker. You can even submit a topic later this season. We'll be doing some of the most frequent topics that you guys put in that comes up or one that we just feel like is really important for our our church in that season. But yeah, so please utilize that. We'd love to shout you out. And so we're shouting out Michael S. today from the Northwest CG. So instead of an icebreaker, we have a game to play. So we're going to play a little survival of the facts. And so we had two people on staff submit 10 different things that Austin... So to preface this, Tori and I are the most competitive people on the staff team. Would you say that that is true? That is assuredly true, yes. A little bit aggressive about it at times. Yes, we have not fought, but definitely been like... We, ah, we could have some more, uh, yeah, stories about <laughs> confession and repentance. Yeah, we'll need to do that again if we talk about our competition. Our yes. competition. So we tried to keep this out of our own realm as possible. So we had two staff members come up with the things... Austin, our production director, shout out to him, picked the 10 and he sent them to me. Okay. And so whoever has done the Have most- Have you seen these 10? No. Okay, got what So to this say. is live. <laughs> um, whoever has done the most wins. Okay. So you're going to keep score for us. Great. Are you going to be honest? I will not cheat. Okay. I'm so everyone gets but a I'm point not a if we do it. We got to go <laughs> over right. all the rules or it never ends well. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> okay. Are we ready? I'm ready. First one. <laughs> First one is, I pick my nose when no one is watching. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Wait, it's whoever's done the most. Who said? Who's who did this? Yusuf and Huli. Okay, I love Yusuf and Huli did it. Okay. Okay. Well, who doesn't do that? I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes you got stuff in your nose. You know, okay, she. number two. <laughs> I've told an outrageous lie to a child. You've never done that. You're a teacher, girl. Okay, tell me yours. Did you think of one like right off the bat? I didn't think of one right off the bat, but I definitely thought uh, to our topic today, when kids want to know where they came from. Oh, no. There are some things I am not ready to communicate (laughs) just yet. So, yeah. That's, That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, number three. I've been on TV. Like not guided gathering, not that don't count. That right? does. That's not television. Uh huh. No. Oh <gasps> yes, I'm in the lead. Shoots. Okay. What were you on TV for? 
Uh, yeah, the one that I remember, and I think I've been on more, but the one I remember is that we were, I was in brownies when I was, another cultural difference. Don't know what that Girl is. Girl Scouts. <laughs> I was a brownie and we were like, okay, we made gotcha, these little like gotcha, friendship gotcha. beads and we went yeah. with another troop and the like local news came out to like watch us and I was on. Also- nice. For our Easter gathering, do you remember they came and they videoed? So you actually I had was it. on. Look no, at you! I just she's no. so honest. No, I'm gonna give you a partial point for being honest there. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> so we both it's we okay. led yes. in our Easter outdoor yes. gathering. And at, now at that Mount you're Sinai. saying that, I've been on some sports stuff like different. You know, Pontiac Central plays this up. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, all right. Well, there we go. Okay, I've been on a talent show or something of the likes. Like school? I let's interpret let's interpret stuff. talent show before we give our answer because yeah. you and I are too particular. I've been on some school like talent, talent shows. shows and stuff okay, like me that. too. Me okay. too. We're just gonna say, but I've not been on anything else. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we both got a point there. My mom made a sequined outfit for me for oh, one of my talent nice. shows. Yes, my friend Lindsay and I were doing this sweet little dance to Celine Dion song. It was great. I was also in a talent show, and I was also uh, a part of an auction. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> where oh my god they auctioned off different people in the school for what and you could go on a date with that person yeah, at school and they used all the money to go to something that our school needed at school? and so some girl some old lady bought me for bought you a certain you amount of money a price. <laughs> I guess and we went on a date in the school, the school oh, okay. set up as oh, a date. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't like I had to go out with this girl. So. Oh my gosh. And she was real weird and she really liked me. Oh my gosh. I ain't gonna talk about how I won that auction, but let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> What's the score? What's the score? Four four. Four four. So yeah. there's ten. Okay. Okay, go. Here we go. The next one. I've been in an ambulance. Um, I've been on a stretcher about to be put into an ambulance. It says in an ambulance. I have not. I have not either. All right, let's that going. I know of. Yeah, right. That I know of. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Was twenty five or older and actually made a wish when blowing out birthday candles. Oh yeah. Every Duh. time. Why not? This is a why not? Yeah. I ain't like superstitious, but I'm like, hey, let's just. It's a free opportunity to ask the Lord. <laughs> a wish candles can be a opportunities prayer. for me to pray. There we go. Holy yep, Spirit, fire. Yes. We're talking Come about on. themes last week. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Okay. We're, five, we're, five. we're tied 5-5. Five, five, five. Five. Okay. Oh, oh, this one might get me. I've punched in parentheses fight. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have slapped. I have not thrown a punch. And punched is But what it is, says in parentheses fight. But punched or fight. It says I have. Oh, no, no, no. I read this wrong. I have been punched. Oh, yeah. Have you been punched? No. Come on. Wait, does a brother or sister count? No, definitely not. Definitely this is not. like a legit that's, fight. That's, that's like why it says fight. fight. That's, that's why, why it says fight. fight. Yeah. Dang. I've been in over 30 fights Man, though, in my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's keep going. Okay, if you win because you've been punched in the face, I think I that I might punched, be okay that is true. with that. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I have not won all 30 fights, so have, let's just keep going. Wait, was the, so you've been punched multiple times. Then. Oh, yeah, definitely. What hurts the most? Uh, one time I got punched in the back of the head and it kind of knocked me Ooh. like unconscious and I had like a huge Dang. like thing there for a while. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I got jumped. Let's, uh, so. Okay. Okay. I ain't no scrub. You know what I'm saying? If one of y'all want right. to throw hands. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Have a serious allergic reaction to something. Mm-mm. 
Mm-mm. Oh, praise God. Oh, no. Thank How many? healthy bodies. We're, six, we're close. Six, five. Six, five. Six, five. Uh, I think we're almost close to the end. Ooh, this could be a, an interesting one. Broken something at a friend's house and without telling them. Without telling the friend? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't trifling, girl. What did, what did you break? I don't want to say. This friend might listen to this. Oh, shady. <laughs> it was when we were younger and it was a toy. Okay, and I okay. would just leave it at that. Okay, great. I just kind of hit it between other because <laughs> It wasn't that big of a thing. her mom threw away her toy. It didn't throw it away. It just was slightly <laughs> damaged. Okay, it was All slightly right. damaged. I don't think I've done that. Okay, it's an accident. <laughs> All right, last one. I've peed or pooped my pants. Like as an adult? As an adult. Um, Like one time I like, there's like 13 count. That's not an adult. 18 or over. 18 or older. Gosh. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so I've been so like either. really sick, like in hospital type sick and have had that, but that was. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so either. I definitely like. Have you ever like laughed and just like a little dribble? Well, yeah, I had a baby. <laughs> what? Okay, what mom has not had? So- I, we are talking about. Pa- we're gonna talk about what happens after I had a six kid. Six to six. There we go. We're done. This is big time. Congratulations. That's a-, <laughs> a dribble, I guess, counts. A- Welcome to it, which leads us to what we're talking about, which is All right. well, look at how that woven. That was parenting. accidental. Children. Okay, wait. Now, parenting, because before we start, I if I'm single, if I don't, I would check out right now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think it's really important, like, why we're talking about this. Yeah, tell us, Tori. In Song of Songs, parenting is in the Song of Songs, but we're not talking about it in our series. So okay. this is kind of a carryover Extin- from… Extenuated. Extin- I can't think of the word. Uh, ex- yeah. Extension. Extension. Yeah, there uh, <laughs> and so um, this is important because everyone is called to be a spiritual parent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone's called to parent, that means. Genesis yes. chapter 2, we are all called to be fruitful and multiply. Now, parents, just like we've talked about in the Song of Songs, they get to practice that just like married people get to practice sex. Mm -hmm. But the single person is not isolated when they realize that intimacy is the goal. Mm -hmm. And we can have that with the father, with friendships, with all this different stuff. We just miss one physical aspect. So similarly, like parenting, you may miss a physical aspect of physically having kids, which Mm -hmm. you and I both have, right? Um, but all of us are called to be spiritual parents. Yes. Paul likened himself to a father mm. and to a mother in First Thessalonians 2, mm. I believe the reference is. So not only is he a dad, he's also a mom, even though he's a male. So he's carrying forth these characteristics that women often give to their children, vice versa. So, so all of us are called to be this. And so if we're not parenting, I would say that we're being disobedient mm. to what God has commanded mm. us. So it's really important. Great. Yeah, yeah. I think it... Uh, Ties even well to the title. I think I I picked those specific things to really bring out that relationship with Christ. Even we talked about last episode of Christ being the breader, inviting us in, empowering us to walk in this ministry. When we think about love, Christ loved us so much to come. When we think about marriage, the church is Christ's bride that is being waiting for. And obviously sex is the intimacy that you picked up. So this is something that is not just for married people in the room with parents, which is, or single mothers who have adopted. We know we have those in our community. It's not meant to exclude anyone or anything like that, but actually inclusively talk about this concept um, 
as a church. Yeah, yeah, for I'm our totally, Love to Death series. So. Totally. Um, and you know, one of the things, can, can I give like a really weird theological loop Absolutely. before diving into this? Um, I learned recently that the word in Genesis 3, where it talks about how the man, his part of his uh, consequence of his fall mm-hmm. is that the th- ground will produce thorns and thistles. And it says the woman will have pain in childbearing, mm-hmm. right? When I say that, what do you think of pain and childbearing? What's the like thought you've had a child? You're Give a woman. me that epidural <laughs> to all you mamas out there that do it by yourself and do it in your home. That is beautiful. Birthing centers. <laughs> I know Austin hates clapping, but I'm doing it anyway. That is freaking beast mode on a level I don't understand. Give Natalie me had that all epidural. four kids naturally, and I told her if I were a woman, I would have been like, put that needle yeah. through my back. To be if you fair, need to. my epidural worked until I had to push Becca out, and Stop. then I did the whole thing Stop. natural because it took so long. It's a whole other story, but it took so long it ran Sorry, out, girl. and uh, yeah, Dang. so I I got Ring of Fire life. So that's what you think. You think. You think. You think. Oh, pain. this pain and. Um, gosh, for sake of sounding like this weird man, can I just <laughs> like, not that's it. Like that's little, but like the fall of man, like mm. it just costs you. Like, it's really hard to like physically push out a child. Like, yeah, that doesn't seem to encompass the reality. It's the worst pain. I right. mean, people show that but, like it's pain for like some hours, day, mm-hmm. even if you have a really mm-hmm. hard pregnancy for like two months. It's not as encompassing months. as like the man's toil for his whole life. So it seems, creation. here's what's interesting. All of our translations for whatever reason say childbearing, but the word there is conception. Okay. Now, right in the next story, hmm. Eve conceives and bears Cain, mm-hmm. Abel, Seth. Mm-hmm. The word conceive is the same word used in Genesis 3. Then the why word did they bear. Translate it? <laughs> girl, sometimes I'll be looking at Bible translations. I don't understand why. Okay. What it has kind of sparked to me is like, wait a minute, Genesis 2, mm-hmm. we are called to be fruitful, multiply, mm-hmm. and to subdue the land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Subdue the land, man, curse, thorns, thistles, fruitful, and multiply. Interesting. <laughs> All of a sudden, for some, it's even hard to conceive children. Wow. Not just the bearing part. And I think the reason it translates mm. that is because that is a piece of it. The bear. So is the child okay. rearing, raising up children is a piece of it. Yeah. That man and woman share in in that. But even the conception wow. piece. Now think about this. Who had a hard time having kids? Abraham, Abraham and Sarah. Who was the bearing the promised seed Hagar one day. There. Now all of a sudden you have uh, uh, Leah that can't have mm. kids. And she bears Judah. Mm. You have Hannah who can't have a son, who bore Samuel, who anointed David, who was the king to come. Even Mary is a reverse of that in a way. Because hers was perfect by the The immaculate conception. Whoa. Now reversing Genesis 3 to some extent. Christ not even being born in In the sinful way that you and I were literally born in. Wow. Psalm 51 in sin, our mothers. That, like, that even that brings clarity to that verse. Yo. Wow. So, so, so That's this huge. idea here carries all of this, even weightiness, even to the idea of conception, which now goes into, okay, what about people who have a hard time having kids? What about people mm. who can't because they're single? What about, and I want to get to that at the end, okay. but this kind of creates this problem that we then go, each of us, whether we have physical kids, like me and my wife have four girls, mm-hmm. You and Scott have a daughter right Mm -hmm. now. It's like, no matter what is happening, whether we do or don't, 
there's some problem overlaying that the gospel actually can mm. create some liberty to, whether or not you have a hard time having kids or not, because the spiritual parenting, which wow. is what you and I are called to do as parents anyway, our yeah. reward doesn't come in just having kids. It comes in raising them up in the ways of the Lord, yes. shooting them out like arrows. We are spiritual parents just physically of kids. Hmm. All of us are spiritual parents, but then some of us feel the sting of the curse that mm-hmm. much more with mm-hmm. even conception all Gosh, the way down. So it good. interweaves way more than the, just plain reading of the text would show us. So wow. things really important. Gosh, that's that's wild. I hope that is encouraging um, to those out there who have struggled mm. with conceiving or who have desired children or who struggle even to create spiritual children. Yeah. That some of them fall away. Like all of those things are marked wow. by this curse and this idea. So that is, yeah. But Christ becomes a curse for us. Mm. And so what does it mean to live Cursed in that is now? a man who's right? on a tree. So, okay, um, thinking about like parenting and maybe even kind of trying to weave those ideas together a mm-hmm. little bit. Like like what for you do you struggle with most in parenting? <laughs> Ooh, how much <laughs> time you to do confess we have? In, but we already did that episode <laughs> one. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I think... There are, I think there are several key themes to this. And some of this I learned in therapy, as y'all heard in the first, if you listened to the first episode, I mentioned like having a kid was really hard. That transition was really difficult. And I think um, having spent time in therapy, there's a couple of like themes that came up in the initial piece, but even just now living this out, that is a struggle. And one of them is just literally the biological and physical changes that happen to a woman mm. in physically having a baby, right? Like your entire body changes. Hmm. For many women, it will never look the same. There's a whole pile of clothes in my closet that I still can't fit into Hmm. that stare at me and shame me every single day. Like Hmm. women struggle with body image issues and the way that they do. And I was a victim of that, not Hmm. feeling valued, which is so ridiculous. Like I freaking grew a human. Yeah. It's a miracle. God created. But he let me grow this other living being. And I don't think about that. I just think about all the negative things that I can't have or can't do or that are different or that I struggle with. We joked about peeing or whatever, like gotta go to physical therapist to Mm. help out with stuff and doing PT on pelvic floor. And all of that becomes a part of like this recovery and this like permanent mark. And I've tried really hard. I've had to learn to like do better talk to myself. Like one of the things that Scott has done to like help rebuke me of that is he'll look at me straight up when I say something negative about my body image and be like, don't talk about my wife that way. Mm. I'm like, oh yeah, thanks. Mm. I need to hear that. Like I need to honor. So like even just from this very basic physical thing and like trying to apply the gospel, I try to remember the like Christ's hands are marked by the sacrifice that he made for others. Wow. I should also honor the, I don't, and I need to work on this, mm. but like honor the, the, what I carry now, mm. having giving life to oh something else. Oh my gosh, else. Mary. And I do that well some days and some days I don't. So that's something just biologically and physically mm. for those of you mamas out there who have born a child that like Satan likes to destroy that piece of like mm. this, our own bodies in the temple and whatnot. I think another big one is just identity. Like we, one of the things overall themes in in parenting is just all of my sins, Mm. all of my faults and all of my failures 
are set on fire and amplified <laughs> when it comes to parenting. Like, here you go. Look at everything that set you it all on fire. sucks about you and you'll see it in your kid and because of your kid. Yes. Yeah. So this identity piece of like, I've realized it made me find my identity in the wrong, in the wrong, wrong things because I lost myself wow. at the beginning of parenting being so consumed by caring for this other being that I like didn't know who I was mm. anymore. I I just was so consumed. And like some of that is biological, right? Like women's brains are transformed and changed to like be caring for the kid and watch for dangers. And like all of those things are true. But like it was, it was even interesting because Scott and I have realized that like it's changed us both. And so he's having to like relearn who I am because mm. I've changed so much. And like, having to become the super mom and holding more things in my brain and taking care of this and taking care of that. And so there's this identity piece of like, what does it mean to be a mom? What is a, like, it's a different, it's a new calling Mm. on my life that I feel like a lot of times society does a really terrible job on what telling us good motherhood is. Jesus, yes. And we do it to one another. Yeah. Which I think was something that I was not prepared for. Yo, straight up. And I don't even think that it's intentional. Mm. I think that, you know, one of the big things, one of the like overall sins I feel like women struggle with are control. So like children, when you have a child, you have all the responsibility and none of the control. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. All of the responsibility for this person to live, to breathe, to know the Lord. Like it's amplified, like Mm -hmm. we talked about, but I have no control over anything. Dang. And like, Mm. That's true of our lives too. Sure. It should be. It doesn't feel like it but as much. But we pretend like it's it's it, it's not. And so that is, that's one piece of it. So women struggle with control. So that rears its ugly head 50,000 times a day. I want my kid to do things the way I want. I want that. I, mm. it, I just I want it over, over and over. The other one is comparison. Hmm. So kind of like I was saying, we don't even mean to, but as we gaze around, if we're not looking up, we look at some other mom and say that they're doing this. And so I need to do that. Yeah. Just innately like, oh, their kids are happy. Oh, you didn't read 17 books about parenting? Oh, like that. Oh, you clearly don't love your kids. Look like they made this thing for this kid and it was so cute and their kid was so happy. I want my kid to be happy. Like it's this innocent absorption of other people's calling into motherhood. What a phrase, girl. Hold on. Don't lose your thought. What did I say? innocent (laughs) absorption of other people's calls into motherhood. Mm, Yeah. That's a bar. Yes. Yeah. Like I feel like that is... When we don't, and I was guilty of this, when I don't look to the Lord for what motherhood is, then I look around me. Mm. It's kind of, and so without you meaning to, in this mug, without meaning yo, to I on, looked yeah. at other mothers and like, man, Instagram can die on a hill. Mm. Like uh, the amount of things that I tried to so, like I've never been a parent before. I'm a person who I want to learn and educate myself so that when things don't go to plan, it's kind of how I try to control my control idol. I can shift and change, but know that I'm being wise, right? So that's all a very fine line. But I like started following all of these accounts that mothers I trusted, right? Like mm. I tried to look at moms that I like, I loved the way that they cared for their children and their families and like followed some accounts that they recommended. And it utterly like broke me to be like, well, I'm not doing this and mm. I'm not doing that. And mm. I can't do this and I can't do that. And all of these things. And it just... So I have to really guard guard my mind in a lot of motherhood that's been a struggle of really focusing on not looking around me to determine what motherhood is, but what, how God has asked me to parent this one child and mm. who she is. And that's mm. really been hard. So there was a biological, physical struggle that I still deal with. There's a laundry list of things. Identity 
Because you can sway back and forth. You can say Say that that. I've lost my identity as a person outside of being a parent, which like that's something really important to me. Like I want to really live into my giftings and calling. It's one of the reasons why like I'm working at the well and feel like staying, being a stay-at-home mom is one of the highest callings, I believe. Um, And for me, I felt like God was calling me to do a little bit of both. So that's why I've chosen to be here. Like I want to show and my motherhood calling is to also show Becca that you can choose what you want to do and Mm. who you want to be and Mm -hmm. all of those types of things. And there's this identity. And then I think one of the other things that I struggle with that really continues is just relationally. Mm. Like I'm physically different. I'm emotionally different. My identity is different. My calling is now different, right? When you get married, half of yourself is now to your spouse. Now you got to determine what part of that also goes to your children. And then I think one of the most surprising things is that when you have a kid, your marriage kind of resets. Straight up. Yeah. You like, I don't, you know, on the, on the back end, like Scott's a dad now, that's Mm -hmm. a calling for him. That's an identity that like now I have to know him as a dad and he has to know me as a mom and how that affects our relationship. Fighting for a date night looks different. Learning how to work through things. We have differing opinions on different, who, who's going to take care of this mental load? Who's going to, there's just so many things. It, it just changed relationally things. It was harder to fight for community and things. I know we really struggled with going to community groups. I know that's Mm, something that our people in general really, how do you have kids? How do you do community? How do you, invite people in? What does that look like? How do I do things? And so there's a lot of struggles in parenting that like laying over the gospel for all of them. I'm still working on, right? Like I've got the biological one. Jesus has scars, the identity piece. Christ calls me his beloved daughter. My daughter is a daughter herself. Yeah. So like I, to the same, if I think more spiritually about parenting, Mm. then I create the correct identity. I am to disciple my child, Deuteronomy 6, teach the ways of the Lord. If my sole goal in being a successful mother is that she would know the love of the Lord, then I have done a good job. Yes. But I lose sight of that as I do the comparison, as I do those things. And then again, like we talked about, oh man, the sermon that Yusuf did on the foxes. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So good. And that's the relational piece, I feel like, of trying to bring the gospel in is like looking for those foxes that try to break the unity that we've talked about, that Christ died for, that fights for so much. How do I take these small things that come up of like, who's doing the dishes? Or did you watch Big Little Feelings so that we discipline our kid the same? You know, like (laughs) those foxes come in and try to steal, but you got to have. And so trying to find my foxes. Remember, I'm a daughter of the king. My success in motherhood is defined by showing my child the love of God and pleading with him for her salvation. And yeah. That's so, like, so, for real, for real, I'm like, we can end this. Mo- <laughs> I'm being serious, man. That was but really, motherhood really good. is not that like the really only good. thing. And there's so much more to that, right? But like, as a dad, I feel like moms are often really good about talking about some of these things. Mm. Sometimes really well, sometimes not so much. Mm-hmm. You know, we have mom's Bible studies at our church. Mm. We have a mom's group me. We have like mom little pockets of like, <laughs> you know, all of those things. Some of us all go to the same daycares, you know, but like, what's the dad side of the story? Like, what is your actual, like, what are some of your struggles in parenting? Yeah. Yeah. I think <clears throat> like, uh, man, what you said there, uh, first, for real, I'm being serious. That was so good. First of all, it was worshipful. Second Thanks. of all, your exhortation to when you think about things spiritually, which is what we talked about last episode, the mm. gospel, when you can see it, it is the answer of all things. It and is. as you start doing that, you find this freedom or life or- When you can live in it. 
You when can you know can, it. Exactly. But it's that fight to live it out to is, know my, it. is my struggle. To yes, know it in the, in the heart. heart, right? Yeah, we're yeah. both pointing to our chest. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, so that's just really good, Joe. And mm-hmm. I think I would almost say yes and amen, echo. It's almost the exact same mm-hmm. thing from a father's side. Obviously, we didn't physically have a kid. So physically, we're not thinking about that, not struggling as much with that, generally speaking. But I'm like, man, like I struggle with the thorns and thistles thing where it's Mm. like, hey, like I am over here working and then I'm tired and then I feel like I'm not giving enough to my kids. Mm. And then I feel like I'm not giving enough to my wife anymore. Then I'm not giving enough to the church Mm. because I'm being asked to do all these different things and to care for and lead and love and serve and sacrifice Mm -hmm. and die for all these different things. And it's almost as if I don't have enough for everyone I don't have enough for the Lord. I don't have enough for Micaiah, Kyria, Jada, Elia, for whatever reason we had four <laughs> of them bugs. So it's a lot to give. It's like, I don't have enough for then my wife, or if I do, then not for myself. But if I do, yeah. then not for our church. But if I do, then not for playing something mm. or watching a game. Like, it just feels like I'm always like, yeah. Toiling. Toiling. And it's like, I'm never enough. Mm. So I get the exact same thing, but Hmm. on the reverse side. Yeah. Moms struggle all the time with like, I'm not good enough. I'm not all of those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's like, I'm not giving enough. I'm Mm. not serving enough. I'm not loving enough. And Natalie's like, you're a great dad. You know, one of the things you said when Scott, these are rebuke. I would say loved you. It's a rebuking is loving people. Let's change that definition. We even talked about that week one. You're right. That's good. Um, But uh, it makes me think of Genesis chapter three, where God comes to Eve and says, hey, who told you that? Mm. And that's a phrase I have to think about often. Like, who's telling me this? Mm. Like, who's telling me that I'm not doing enough? Who is the Lord telling me that? Because mm. that could be true. That if could I'm being be the lazy, loving rebuke. You need to right? step in and walk in repentance. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If I'm a, a workaholic and I put way more effort in my work than I do in my wife or in my kids, that's not okay. Like, mm-hmm. now I may spend more time at one place just because of the way things are calling or timing or but like, there's a difference. So, so there's truth. But but if that's not the Lord telling me that, then who is? Mm. Is it the culture? Is it myself? Is it Satan? Hmm. So when you talk about even what you said, I'm like, sometimes I look at some of these like discipline methods and it's like, if you do this, you're the worst human on earth. And it's like... Is the Lord saying that? For real though? <laughs> like, yeah. is that what... Because as far as I know, this is how it's been done and people have been okay. Yeah. And now we're just trying to shift and you can make stats say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you study six people and they're like, oh, Man. see how this all. At the mom's panel. So we've done a mom's panel, which was super cool. If you missed one, do it the next time. But Avi said something that I think speaks to that so well. And she talked about how, um, what if we like looked at raising a child as like art? Wow. People are going to make, we can appreciate, we should appreciate the way that others are rearing their children, but they're all going to look different. Some are going to paint, some are going to compose. Like we we need to, we need to allow people to do their artistry. There's a wrong way of doing that. That is also true. You can hear music and go, you're not playing those. That sound isn't being, so, so there is. There's a right and a wrong. But there's a dynamic. There's some diversity in the midst of. So it's like, no, we can rightly, like, you can look at the way, like, hey, am I disciplining in anger? That's mm, wrong. Discipline so is right. Doing it in anger, the Bible says, is, is wrong. wrong. Yeah. So, hey, no matter what that looks like, because some of y'all are like, I don't spank, but then you're disciplining in anger all the time. You're doing the same thing. In wow. fact, the person that's spanking, 
that is not doing it in anger, but doing it in gentleness and mm. compassion and love and education and teaching. Mm. And you sitting here and all this anger, screaming or yelling in your heart can be just or as damaging. Being silent or mm. patting on the back when they're doing wrong because you're like, oh, I'm just. Yeah. Okay. Hello. There's a right and wrong. So yeah. So even Which that feels, comparison thing, right? Yeah. It's and like, it's so discouraging. We can't do that. And I think sometimes we all get paralyzed as parents of like, yes. oh my gosh, I'm going to do something wrong. But it's like, thank God for the gospel because then it becomes an opportunity when we make a mistake because we will make mistakes. Yeah. To seek confession to our children, repentance, and to demonstrate the gospel to them, yes. right? Successful parenting is demonstrating and giving and showing the love that God has for his yeah. people. Because I just want to anchor. Can I tell you a story that happened two nights ago? Yeah. We're potty training Elia right now. Hopefully by the time this comes out, she She's will be done. fully done. Yes. She's been doing great. She's one of our easiest kids at it, except mm. she refused to go poop on the toilet. I've heard that's a really big thing and I'm really scared. Because it's gross. You know, the kid looks at her like, what the? <laughs> what happened to my body? That's gross. And so and they're kind of right. And so she just has not wanted to do it. Uh-huh. And so the other night I was like, she's doing it tonight. Uh, mm. This is happening. Natalie was gone. She was discipling some girls. And so I was like, I'm about to, we're, ha- we're ha-. now I'm all of a sudden starting to, f- superimpose, mm. right? Like timing and, but I'm like, she's old enough, yo. She definitely, we waited longest with her, like, and so she's sitting there and she doesn't want to do it. So I'm like, hey, you got to stay on the potty until you go. Cause I know she has to, she hasn't gone in like 36 hours or something. Oh <laughs> and so I'm like, I know you have to, you're going to stay there. I'm doing all this other stuff, but I feel myself just getting frustrated mm, because more and, more angry. and irony, I really needed to work on the sermon. Okay, now worlds are colliding. Mm. There's all this. So I come back in. She hasn't. She's trying to get it up. Like, no, you got to stay there. Now, I don't spank her. I don't even yell at her. But I feel anger rising up Mm. in my heart. I'm no longer patient with her. I make a huff noise at one point. She looks really sad. I feel really guilty. Mm -hmm. But then my other kid comes down the stairs screaming, screaming at nothing. Nothing happened. (laughs) She was just screaming. Children and so are now fun. I'm mad at that. I'm like, this is not okay. You can't be mad at this like issue that's not really an mm. issue. Now I'm feeling myself kind of come rising, up, and, and I have, and I'm trying to literally suppress this anger. I'm and not, you're supposed to be ruling, so it's master this good thing. I'm trying right? to do this good thing for my kids. I'm not gospeling myself at this moment. Here. Yeah. And so there's all this, and so it's like, okay, was I? That's not really discipline. It's almost training, which mm. is a form of discipline. But right. I'm like. Was I doing that with gentleness and love? Mm. Um, I think if you were to ask any of my daughters, they wouldn't have been like, oh yeah, daddy was really mad because I wasn't hitting nothing, yelling at nothing, but I was no longer patient, gentle, mm. or kind. And that is saying something too. Okay, so once again, it's like just what is the scripture saying? How do we, because the culture will tell us all these different yeah. things. And and then, and this is what happened. Y- y'all gonna think I'm tripping. Um, this is, I walked in back into the thing and I was like, I don't, I have not been asking the Lord about any of this. Mm. And I literally just said, God, in my head, I know you don't care about this, which isn't true. But I said that, but like, can you just help this little girl? Poop. Go poop. Can you yeah. like that feel, I almost feel weird praying it because it feels trifling, God right? God cares about it. It's and I body feel like I heard the Lord say very clearly in my heart, hey, like step out the bathroom. So I stepped out the bathroom, closed the door. I walked over to Micaiah and then Elia goes, Daddy, I poop. <gasps> <Yay! laughs> so we go, we look, everybody's we all celebrate. excited. 
cute. The girls are excited because we're giving them ice cream because if Elliot poops, everybody gets ice cream. <laughs> and so, and I felt like the Lord like helped Aww. me in that just by being spiritual, which you talked mm. about earlier, like bringing him in even to these little moments. Yeah. Now, did the Lord tell me that? Or did I just, yeah. I, I don't know. It worked. Shoot. We have the responsibility and no control. So let's please <laughs> yeah. pray about things like pooping and other things. And so it's like, okay, like now. So anyway, yo, I, I got way off track. But what I'm saying with is like, I feel like dads struggle with the same types of things. Mm. They're almost like coming at the reverse order. Yeah. And so ours is performance based or ours is, but it's the same sort of issues. And yeah. so as we learn how to gospel ourselves in those, I just think there's life mm-hmm. to that, yo. So how do you balance? You kind of talked about like, the physical children work. What about our spiritual children? Yeah. Like what does that look like for you in terms of, obviously you're a pastor, but like balancing some of that. Like if we're all called to create spiritual children, obviously our, our physical children are part of that. Mm-hmm. But like speaking to some of those who, who don't have children, there are married people who don't have children for various reasons. Mm-hmm. There are singles out there. What's what has that looked like? Yeah, um, I think that over time, just like you talked about with parenting, mm-hmm. as you kind of learn, I think you also learn discipleship. Mm-hmm. You learn spiritual parenting mm-hmm. in that sense as well. And I've gone from being like a spiritual friend or even mentor to at times trying to be more of a spiritual father. Mm. And I think we actually kind of intuitively know the difference between those. And Mm -hmm. so I won't even go into that. But just thinking through like, hey, like how do I actually lead people in that way? Like in a Mm -hmm. fatherly-like way, in a motherly-like way. Even me as a male, I can do that as Paul did in 1 Thessalonians 2. And so what I think about often is like, you know, like, like there is this Deuteronomy 6 mm-hmm. understanding of uh, what that scripture says is that you are to train your kids in the ways of the Lord and teach them about the Lord all the time. It's like when you walk, when you sit down, when mm-hmm. you lay down, when you eat, when walk you Walk by the way. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, what does that look like spiritually? Mm. As I'm walking, sitting down, sleeping, whatever, right? Like, can I bring other people mm. into my life? And the same way my kids, by the Lord, have been brought into my life, can I bring them in and go, hey, what does it look like to follow Jesus this way? How do we begin to walk in the ways of the Lord? How do we know Christ? How do we? And there's all sorts of different ways to do that. But now what we're talking about is actually just discipleship yeah, and learning how to care about somebody else's soul mm. enough, just like you care about your own kids' heart, soul, mind, strength. Yeah, I'm starting to care about this other person's to go, I want you to know Christ. I want you to believe in him, to love mm-hmm. him, to to serve him. And I'm going to give myself to you like that. I'm going to give you some of my time. Yeah. I'm going to give you some of my sacrifice. I'm going to teach you about some things. I'm mm. going to show you why I do this like this. I'm going to, right? And so it can be all these different ways. So we can have groups. Like you were in me and Natalie's Young Married groups. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I think we know how to help young marriages enter into marriage well. Yeah, Come absolutely. join us for 20 weeks. And you're over our house every Sunday night. Yeah, And you were in your first year of marriage. It's like, that's a form of spiritual parenting. Yes. Now you wouldn't have been like, oh, Tori's my dad, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> Natalie's my mom, by no means. But that is true of what like, hey, there is a nurturing, mm-hmm. a caring, a loving, a sacrificing yeah. for. Sundays are days that I preach. And so I'm preaching and then I'm getting home and then we're doing this that night. Yeah. So I'm giving you and Scott, I'm giving other people who went through it, all this time effort to focus on marriage because it's mm-hmm. so important. But then we could do that with anything. We just did it with the Bible last week. Yeah. Hey, here's how you, and we learned that like one-on-one or Mm -hmm. in our staff team meetings. Mm -hmm. And then you taught that to people you're pouring into. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how do I, no matter what I'm doing, almost like interject the Lord into that, Deuteronomy 6, and begin to teach about the Lord in every 
facet. Yeah. That's really what spiritual parenting looks like, mm-hmm. which all of us can do. Now take all of what we just talked about in the first 30 minutes of this. And what we can begin to say is like, oh, wait a minute, whether we're talking biologically or spiritually, those same truths the apply. The same is true. The same, all the pressure put on parents. Yeah. Isn't that true spiritually too? Yeah. It's like, you got to read and pray and do this. And if you don't read like this and you're not as smart as this, and yeah, if, if you, you don't pray this like or, this, and, yeah. oh, you're not taking enough silence and solitude, man, you clearly don't love the Lord. Oh, you're not raising your hands in worship. You or clearly you don't love the Lord. you want to save them from consequences. Straight up, yo, straight up, right? I don't want to discipline anymore. I don't want to speak truth in love. Mm-hmm. I don't want. So it's like all these things so apply. So much overlap, basic principles. It's apply. kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's just one of them is really close. They're physically, biologically yours. One of them is just barely removed, but the blood of Christ is stronger. Let's say than, the same. Okay. So wait a minute. Now we're all in this it's together. So, so I, I think that the carryover is very natural. Mm-hmm. And just like with the Song of Songs, as you can learn how to attach it vertically and horizontally, mm. not just in a marriage, but in all of life. Yeah. The same is true in parenting. Even in the Song of Songs, in chapter eight, it talks about that. But when you attach it, not just like, oh, I'm a dad, you're a mom, mm-hmm. literally. But that's true spiritually as well. Yeah. And we are a son, a daughter of God. Correct. <clears throat> so we're also children. And like, how do we begin to do mm. all of that? When you can realize and begin to just make simple application outward mm-hmm. rather than just like downward to your kids, I just think that it creates all this life and we become spiritual mothers and fathers. That's so good. We become disciple makers. We push back darkness in mm. these really sacred ways. Our kids, Psalms tells us, are like arrows yes. in the warrior's quiver. And what you do with the arrow is you take it out and, and you, you shoot, shoot it. it. And so what we do in parenting is we shoot our kids out into the dark world and pray to God that they pierce the heart of darkness. A hunting reference. Hey, look at that. (laughs) I didn't even realize that. That's a war reference. (laughs) Also hunting. Uh, And the same is true with Mm -hmm. our spiritual, right? It's like we take people that we love and we pull that string. We shoot it out. Why we're about ascending church. By the grace of God. believe in sending. Pierce the heart of darkness. And we do that. So yeah, that's how I would say they kind of correlate. Yeah. Yeah. Like what would you, the things you would add or the things you feel like? I think one thing just to think about too is like when you have physical children, your ability to do outside spiritual children is limited. That's good. But it is still just as important. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I may not be discipling three other women right now, but I for sure am discipling one. Yeah. So just being present and available still in whatever capacity God has blessed you with, That's I really think is good. important because we are called um, to do that. And I loved your part about inviting people in because I feel like, that's sometimes really hard for families, but it's as easy as like, hey, come to the park with me. We're going to go to the park anyway. So invite some moms to come with you. Hey, we're going to have dinner. Do you want to join us? Like you even have had people live in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's just thinking outside the box. And I think that's so helpful of thinking about taking general discipleship things into parenting, but parenting into discipleship because really they're the same. Yeah, they really there really is a lot of carryover. Can I add one more thing before we close? Mm-hmm. Kind of a spicy thing a little bit. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about a lot That's of things a, that have been kind know, of spicy, so and go for it. This one felt mild, but I'm like, let me Ooh, throw some hot sauce on this. Okay, go. Um, I think that often we don't have kids spiritually and physically because we're selfish. 100% that is true. We want our way, our time, our choice, our, we don't want to. Now, I'm not saying that for everybody. So the shoe don't fit, don't wear it. But I'm like, mm. I think that at times, like we don't want to give somebody else our time. 
We want to be able to travel whenever we want. We want to be able to whatever, spiritually and physically. I'm not just talking about biological children, mm. but I'm like, I think we're hesitant because we're kind of selfish, not realizing that when we give ourselves away to mm. someone else, what happens is, is our love begins to grow. Our heart literally expands. Mm. You know this because you're a mom. Yeah. Something happened forcefully. Yeah. You couldn't help it. If you tried to shut it down, it wouldn't. And that happens spiritually as well. When I, The more mm. people I disciple, the more my heart grows. That's Guess really what? good. The Tori. more frustrated I become too. Mm-hmm. Because some people kill it and some people, they walk in the Lord for a couple of years and they totally throw stuff away and they wound me or mm-hmm. they walk away from the Lord or they create this huge sin. It's a chaos and and their life and my life. And I feel deeply impacted because I deeply love them. Yeah. It's like, okay, so you're opening yourself up for some hardship. Yeah. Which you're not real. And I think that's what people focus on. Like having kids are hard. I don't know if I'm ready, blah, blah. It is. It and is you might hard. not be ready. It's okay to wait. I don't, you don't got to have a kid six weeks after you get married. Yeah. You don't got to have a kid six years after you get married yeah. even. But ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. If there's a selfish aspect that's happening mm. there, you're concerned as if you got to protect yourself, not realizing that everything that God set up for you is for your joy. It's for your life. When you give yourself away, when you make disciples, when you physically have mm-hmm. little children, which should be in our minds, kind of like little disciples. Mm-hmm. When you Like, yo, there's so much life that comes out of that. And so I think that understanding the economy of God hmm. in the scriptures, yeah. you can't outgive God. The more you give, the more you actually receive. Hmm. That's true in all aspects. After I had a first kid, I was like, how could I love any more than this? Mm. And then I had a second and I was like, how? And then I had a third. And then I was like, yo, I feel like I can't spread my time enough. And I had a fourth and my heart kept growing. Yeah. My guess is and if I had a hundred of them kept growing, it's, your time, the Lord God's provides and stronger, he makes it work. Straight up. Yeah. And so that's true spiritually. Yeah. I'm like, hey, so... I think that we just have to make sure, I just want to add that in because I think our culture would tell us something different. Yeah, you know, that's really good. Yeah. Did I explain that well enough? Was I think that, you did. Okay, because yeah, I'm like, yeah. we I don't open to, that up. But. What's the scripture that talks about thinking of ourselves more highly? Yeah, Philippians 2. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So really making sure that we think of others more highly than ourselves is really, I think, the okay, so now what yeah. for this? Whether it be spiritual children whether it be biological children, God has called us to think of others more highly than ourselves. And that's really what discipleship is. Yeah. is valuing, even we talked about in the racial reconciliation, the Imago Dei and others. Yes. Wanting to see God lived out, breathed out, salvation being had, all of those things. And the more you lay down your life, the harder it is. Yes. But also the more you taste God's grace. Yes. The more you receive God's mm. kindness, the more you see his power it's hard having four kids. It's hard having one. It's mm-hmm. hard having none, but making 20 disciples. Yeah. The more you lay down your life though, the more you see God moving. It does not steal life from you. Mm-hmm. It adds life mm-hmm. into you. Yeah, And when good. we can truly think about others as more significant, like the scriptures say, mm-hmm. yo, it creates all of this life. And so, yeah, I agree. Think about others more highly. And also a practical, like do life with people. Yeah. You know, like think about how you can make disciples. Yeah. Think Help about how you can pour into out. others. Help they the be feeling out. lonely sometimes. Parents help single people out. Yes. Bring people into, people want family. Yeah, you can't raise a children by yourself. That whole village thing is real. Yes. And people need family mm-hmm. and we get it. We have it. Hey, come into our family mm-hmm. as well and show us family. I came from a broken family, so I need mm-hmm. other people to also show. That's like, really good. There's all these things, right? And yes. so, yeah, there's a lot of practical there, but I just think 
what you say at the start, y'all want to like, yes and amen that again. <laughs> I'm like, as you can gospel this, it's just life on life on life, yo. Yes. Yeah. That's so true. It was well said. It was. By you. I said it first this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. Good. So we That's love good. y'all. Yeah. Hope you're encouraged. Yeah. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, like, subscribe, and share. For more information, visit our website at www.thewellaustin.com slash podcast.